Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. It's so good to have you here with us on today's show. This is a daily athletics podcast around Duke. We talk about everything going on in the world of sports with our Blue Devils, both current and past. On today's show, Charles Mockler from Locked On Clippers joins us to talk about Luke Kennard, also about Justice Winslow and Harry Giles III, three former Duke men's basketball players that are now playing in the NBA for the LA Clippers. We've done this from time to time. The Duke Alumni Series does really well. Duke in the NBA is such a big thing, and we've got a great show planned for you today. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow and subscribe this podcast right now wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you get the opportunity to, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. If you ever have any questions, I do a Mailbag Monday edition of this podcast every few weeks. Any questions that you've got, send them to me on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, or you can send an email, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We do this thing called Five Star Fridays on this podcast where I give shout-outs to folks that give us five-star ratings to make sure you take advantage of that awesome opportunity. We'll take a quick break, then we come back with Charles Mockler right here on Locked On Blue Devils. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about prize picks? Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I absolutely love this, and I know that you will too. Prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. It offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have even heard of. It offers any prop that you can imagine from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected number. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PrizePicks.com or go to the App Store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Our show today is brought to you by Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, to motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks, delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On Blue Devils in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com. Welcome back into the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. JJ Jackson here and thrilled to be joined by Charles Mockler from Locked On Clippers to talk about our guy Luke Kennard, Justice Winslow, the newest member of the Clippers as well. And it'll just be fun to talk basketball here in September as the season is right around the corner. So we welcome in Charles now. I really do appreciate the time. How are you doing, man? 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm. It really is kind of funny now that I'm looking at it, how many Duke players the Clippers have. <laughs> it's, it's pretty incredible. <laughs> it's gone back many, many years. I mean, the, the Clippers, for whatever reason, must love um, the, uh, the, the Duke Blue Devils. I'm thinking of, of way, way, way back when I was just coming into uh, sort of understanding what basketball was, Charles. I'm thinking of the likes of Elton Brand and Corey Maggette. Mm-hmm. Playing for the Clippers at a time together. So, uh, for whatever reason, the Clippers have been sort of a landing spot for Duke basketball players. And that worked out pretty well back then with those two players you just mentioned. Um, and they, they seem to believe in Luke Kennard given the contract he gave them. So, I'm, I'm excited to see what can happen with his legacy. Give me your background in terms of basketball and that sort of thing and our listeners as well. Obviously, Duke is a program uh, that is, is well known. By many, uh, Coach K has been there for over 40 years and has said that um, this is it for him. So uh, your reaction to that and, and sort of where has Duke been for a West Coast guy and yourself, Charles, where has Duke basketball been in your proxy? Well, it's funny because Duke, it, I'm from uh, Missoula, Montana. And if you know anything about Montana or North Dakota, South Dakota or Wyoming, there's no professional basketball teams. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of love for the big college programs. And Duke has just kind of been ubiquitous with kind of my sport, you know, everyone's kind of sports story, I guess. A bunch of kids in Missoula loved Duke, which didn't really make a whole lot of sense if you think about about geography (laughs) Um, and stuff like that. But, you know, and hearing Coach K was leaving, it's just it's just one of those things where like, oh, I just kind of assumed he was always going to be there. Um, But, yeah, Duke is Duke is pretty well represented um, in, in Montana. You know, it's kind of there are some UNC diehards and stuff like that. So it's funny when those two groups get in arguments because it's like, what what are we doing here? We're we're way up north, (laughs) a little far west, miles away. Yeah, but uh, no, it's uh, it's just kind of always been around, and there is kind of that stigma about Duke uh, and making good pros, um, if they do or not. But I'm I'm hoping that tide turns. Charles Mockler again joining us here from Locked On Clippers to talk about Luke Kennard and a couple of other guys playing for the Clippers currently. So. The Clippers, a team that uh, everybody's been watching over the past couple of seasons. You've got Kawhi Leonard, you've got Paul George, you've got two uh, truly elite basketball players. And then the big question always becomes the cast of characters around them. Talk to me uh, how you would evaluate sort of these first couple of years that Kennard's uh, been there in Los Angeles. So I think it's interesting. He's going into his second year. His contract kicks in this year. So last season, he was only making about $4 million, which you know, for what uh, how he was used, it, it was great. He shot 40, almost 45% from three. Um, everyone knows he's a sniper. But now this year, he and Ty Lue both kind of got to prove that he was worth the $16 million a year. Um, he got a lot more minutes, obviously, when he played for the Pistons and stuff like that. But if he can get his assist numbers up, um, I think he'll be very useful. And he had some flashes in the playoffs, kind of making some you know, like some gutsy plays, like he was diving on the floor, um, doing stuff like that, which you love to see um, from a player like Kennard, who he's a little undersized, you know, he's not the most physically gifted guy out there, but he can shoot and he hustles. So he has a great supporting cast, you know, a guy who shoots well from three is going to fit in this Clippers offense. And even down Kawhi Leonard coming into this season, there's going to be more opportunities for him to really show what he can do. And like I said, some of this is on Tyloo for trying to figure out how to use him correctly. Um, but I'm expecting a, a pretty big jump from Kennard this year. That would be awesome. I mean, I'm, this is uh, obviously another year in the league for Luke Kennard, and you would like to think that every year of experience for basketball players, you continue to improve and improve and improve. But a lot of it has to be the situation that you're put into. And, and obviously the shooting is something that Duke fans saw in his two years there in Durham, which 
that in itself was a blessing because uh, we mentioned Coach K and the big run that he's been on. It's been a one-and-done factory, it seems. So the fact that right. you got to see Luke Kennard for more than just one year was awesome. And to see the year-to-year progression he had there and uh, now translating that to the NBA. The jump shot in particular, too, is a thing of beauty for him. And yes, I'm left-handed myself, so I'm same, very biased. Same, okay, same. Okay, awesome. Oh awesome. yeah, we. I love the lefties on the Clippers. They got a, quite a few of them. <laughs> and, and, and Kennard's shot in particular, I'm just like, man, I wish I could replicate that myself. What about that playing time, though, in the playoffs in particular? Because to me, it was just so weird that some games you'd get a DNP for Luke Kennard, and other games mm-hmm. he's one of the key guys out there in the last five minutes. It was one of the more frustrating things of last season for Clippers fans. Um, there was a time where there was like a 10 game experiment where they ran Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson and Lou Williams out there all together, which offensively, sure, the shooting is there. But defensively, uh, it's a little questionable um, <laughs> with those three guys being your backcourt plus. So I think with another year and having seen him step up for this team in ways that maybe you're not used to seeing Luke Kennard step up. Um, Tyler's going to be able to find room for him. He, I think a lot of people underestimate kind of how much like wiggle he has um, and how well he can kind of create off the dribble. He will. It's hard because it felt like last season to really get Kennard going. You kind of had to spoon feed him these opportunities. And I think that will go away now having spent, you know, not quite, um, you know, Without, with those DNPs, not quite a full season of play, if you will. Um, but I think that'll even out. Because there were games where he looked great. like, And we obviously know the shot is there. It's just kind of everything outside of the shot that needs to maybe get brought up a level or better utilized by Ty Lue. Uh, Clippers fans want to win an NBA championship so badly. That's been well known <laughs> and, and, and documented and something that they're trying to do. You've got the two guys at the top and, and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to sort of start your way and able to do that, but it's been an offseason with a good bit of roster turnover for the Clippers, Charles, right? And, and one of those guys that now comes in, uh, not walking out of the door for the Clippers, but comes into the door is Justice Winslow. Tell me a little bit about that, the former national champion, I should say, for the Duke Oh, Eagles. there you go. Well, I think, I mean, with Justice Winslow, if, if you followed his career, you know, at the professional level, it's all about health, right? Um, if, if Justice if Justice Winslow is healthy, he's going to be a fantastic addition um, for the Clippers. I think his defense is there. Um, you know, when he was playing for the Heat, when he was kind of having his his two best seasons, he was a bit of a point forward. Um, like even right. if you look, if you look on basketball reference, he's listed as a point guard and power forward, which may have been done as a joke, but um, <laughs> it's, so I think Tyloo likes to tinker, right? So I think we're going to see a lot of, um, we might not a lot. I shouldn't say a lot for when justice Winslow's out there proportionally, we should see a fair amount of him, maybe with the ball in his hands, the way that the, that the Clippers offense works is, you know, there's not a quote unquote traditional point guard or anything like that who needs to initiate the offense. So I think if the defense is there and he can be the above average passer that he really is, he's going to be a great pickup. Um, The Clippers are really banking on health with some of their pickups this year, just like um, Harry Giles and stuff like that. Um, Another Duke guy who has some injury stuff. So I think the Clippers are hoping they can kind of replicate a bit of a Nick Batum, um, Reggie Jackson kind of renaissance for a couple of these guys. And I think I didn't realize how young Justice Winslow was. He's only 25. Um, so he it's he's not behind the eight ball in terms of age or anything like that. So I'm really hoping the Clippers, uh, you know, um, you know, team doctor department can be a little better than it has been historically uh, for Winslow and for Giles. 
You've got one year out of uh, Justice Winslow, two from Luke Kennard, but I mentioned 2015 all the way to the national championship victory that they had over Wisconsin. Justice Winslow, Charles, another lefty. There um, we go. <laughs> that, uh, obviously, his three-point shot, though, is something that he's been working on as well. I'd say health and shooting, kind of the mm-hmm. two biggest things for Winslow in his career. But you're right. I mean, he comes in. He's a rookie on a, a D-Wade-led Miami Heat team. D-Wade quickly took to uh, – Justice Winslow, a big liking there. They've got the Coach K connection from Wade's years playing on Team USA um, so often. And, and Winslow really felt comfortable with the ball in his hands. But I would have to say, like you're saying, injuries are, are sort of the biggest part of the game. And it's kind of fitting with the Clippers' run of luck here lately <laughs> when you consider the best player in Kawhi Leonard and what he's been through. Yeah, absolutely. Just add another guy who you know <laughs> might potentially get hurt to the roster. But like you, you I want to go back to the shooting because – that's kind of where I think the reclamation project comes back up too. his shooting wasn't bad when he was um, with the heat, especially when he was, you know, kind of having those two good years. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the development. Um, if he can get even close to the 38% he shot um, and 17, 18 for the heat, the Clippers will have maybe one of the, you know, another great signing kind of from the bargain bin, but we'll see what happens. Cause it's been a pretty steady decline um, on his shooting. So hopefully he can, he can get right for the clips. Charles, I can't even begin to speculate how many hours a day that you might spend on basketball reference (laughs) with all these numbers that you've got to look at. (laughs) Too many. uh, I know. Our our NBA guys on the Locked On Podcast Network are just incredible. I'm curious, though, because you mentioned, I don't know if that's true, the positions, nicknames are also something that always kind of jumps off the page listed on basketball reference. Does it, can anybody edit this? Is this like a Wikipedia deal or how, I'm just curious at this point, how does basketball reference work? I'm not sure if you can edit the nicknames. Um, I do love justice. Winslow's coming into the Clippers with, uh, with chief justice, which is a fantastic (laughs) nickname. I cannot wait for Brian Seaman to say that chief justice bangs the gavel (laughs) when justice just dunks on somebody. Um, I actually read about basketball reference and this may have changed, but it's only run by like 15 people. Like the whole website is run by like 15 people who just compile everything and like put it together and it's all for free. So big shout out to basketball reference for being, like you said, and, you know, football reference and pro baseball reference for basically being our Wikipedia. <laughs> well, an, yeah, an accurate Wikipedia, which is great. No, absolutely. I mean, I'm just like all the numbers you get from there, but then uh, in, in terms of position, like who, who makes those descriptions for players and, gets to submit nicknames and that sort of thing. I didn't know how that worked. So uh, we're learning lessons here on Locked On Blue Devils today. Again, Charles Mockler from Locked On Clippers is joining us here on the program. Harry Giles is a guy that brought, was brought in on a non-guaranteed deal. I know there's not as much to discuss here with him uh, other than, hey, injuries were the biggest thing for him, even all the way back to his playing days at Duke. He had very limited time playing for the Blue Devils. But uh, what do you think the Clippers see in him? Ooh, I think it, I think it's age. We talked about how, you know, um, uh, Winslow's young. Giles is even younger. He's 23, which is pretty incredible to think about. Um, and they're hoping, you know, he, he's a really good passer. I'm really excited to see what he can do with this kind of Clippers offense where there's a lot of cuts. Um, Nick Batum is one of the best kind of like baseline cutters in the league right now, it feels like. So Giles is going to be able to bring that to the, you know, to the Clippers 100%. Um, defensively, you know, we'll, we'll see what he can do out there. I think that's maybe where his his place on the team kind of hangs in terms of showing what he can do in the preseason, which is not too many days away. 
Um, but I think it's potential. I think it's an upside play for sure. Uh, this is a guy who he's got the pedigree, right? He was one of the you know top recruits in high school. One of the for a limited time, he was very good in college, and then it just never. You know, he went to the Kings, which is a very difficult to franchise to be a young player right. for, kind of historically. Um, so I think they're looking at upside, and I'm excited to see what he can do. He's going to be competing with Isaiah Hartenstein, who's another. I think he's 23 too, a 23 year old uh, big man in training camp, kind of battling to see who's going to be the Clippers' third center. Um, so I, I'm wondering if his veteran savviness uh, will be able to kind of up him over Hartenstein in that regard. Let's take a quick break in our conversation with Charles Mockler from Locked On Clippers. I want to tell you this. I want to let you know about our friends at Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start this football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000. NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website, use your mobile device, use promo code Locked On as you sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Unbelievable that they're doing that. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right even to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Remember to use promo code Locked On. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. So going into the season, going into training camp, you've got Luke Kennard, Justice Winslow, and Harry Giles all playing uh, for the Los Angeles Clippers. Let's kind of run through a couple of these guys. And the fact of the matter that we've gone this long into the conversation and haven't brought up JJ Redick is, is kind of crazy, Charles. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Like, like, I mean, uh, Clippers legend. Okay, so tell me about that. Tell me about um, how Clippers fans felt about J.J. Redick from his days playing there. On some JJ, really fun Clippers teams, by the way. I mean, on, you know, what up until – I mean, yeah, on the most fun Clippers, other than maybe the knuckleheads, for sure. <laughs> um, but, I mean, J.J. was one of those guys where you knew what you were getting. You were getting a dead-eye shooter. You were getting a guy who was going to try and hold players accountable on the Lob City team, which was a little difficult um, <laughs> for those who maybe followed the team back then as well. Um, and you're going to get a guy who in the playoffs was going to score for you, but the defense was a little, you know, just not up to playoff, um, you know, basketball level, especially when you're playing teams like the, that version of the Warriors and some of those Spurs teams um, and, you know, the physicality of Memphis and stuff like that. So JJ Redick is, is well-liked um, by Clippers fans. He didn't, you know, he, <laughs> The spotlight wasn't really on him in terms of why things were going wrong. He wasn't getting a whole bunch of blame for those teams. JJ Redick was there to shoot and he shot very well. So he, he is definitely um, up there in Clippers fans hearts. Not sure if he'll get his Jersey retired. That hasn't been brought up yet, <laughs> but uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. We could be a year, uh, a couple of years off from something like that. Yeah. happening. That's fun. <laughs> um, so, but no, JJ Redick is somebody that obviously we know about uh, as Duke basketball fans and, um, someone who is an absolute legend in did college he win a national championship. He never did. He never wow. did. Which was That's crazy. incredible. Was Cause I remember, yeah, Duke was a, or JJ Redick was a fan of uh, a lot of kids when I went to high school, he was uh, he was a Montana uh, youth basketball favorite. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, look, he's a, he's somebody that is an incredible player in college, all time leading scorer at Duke university, even still to this day, 
uh, all of America hated him unless you were. A <laughs> oh, fan. absolutely. Uh, like I was that, on that side, if I'm okay. being totally honest. <laughs> Thank you for being honest then. And uh, then he goes to the NBA and, and sort of um, has been more outspoken. He jumped very, 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 very quickly into the player podcast game. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, is kind of big in that space. For Clippers fans, has that been kind of cool to like have him interview and chat with former teammates to truly get more inside access to what was going on behind the scenes for those Clipper teams? So I think it is very cool. Like in a vacuum, it's very cool. I think particularly for Clippers fans, it some of it just kind of hurts because like recently he talked about, you know, why Lob City didn't work. And it's all just kind of like, and like him and Blake were talking about recently about how like they just felt so spent after that um, Spurs series and stuff like that. And, it, and it's cool because you do get to see this a side of it that you truly would never, you know, get to experience before in terms of how people felt. But also because it's the Clippers and the way everything went down, it just kind of hurts to rehash. <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, it, it's cool to see them come together and talk and stuff like that. Um, you know, he, he talked about the pettiness and stuff like that from then, which isn't exactly news if you watch those teams and watched any of the on-court interactions. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a little painful, but it is cool from a fan perspective. Charles Mockler is joining us here from Locked On Clippers. You would think I'd be done at this point, but I keep sitting here thinking and, and more guys come to mind and oh, we're yeah. talking about those Lob City Clippers. What about the coach's son? What about Austin Rivers? Austin Rivers, man. Austin Rivers, I think three years ago, if you would have asked me this, I would say that he's underrated. And now I think people are kind of realizing that Austin Rivers is a good professional basketball player. Um, One of the things that I think Austin Rivers gets, one of the reasons why he's kind of put in that box is because it's insane that he was the number one recruit in high school. Like, it's not insane, like talent wise. Like if you watch that mixtape from his high school days, he's destroying everybody. Right. And then he goes to Duke. And he was pretty good at Duke, right? Or was right. he kind? He wasn't like mind blowing, though, right? Right. I mean, no, that's fair to say. He he was he was a good basketball player at Duke. Obviously, his bit most famous moment was going to UNC on the road as a true freshman and hitting that buzzer beater three pointer as time expires. A shot that's going to be remembered in the rivalry for a year. I mean, think about you mentioned all the way in Montana, people watching this Duke and North Carolina basketball game that's played twice every year. And so for yeah. Austin Rivers to hit a game winner at the buzzer um, was just insane. But when you look at over the past couple of years, he was the number, he was like the second big one and done guy mm-hmm. for Duke. It was Kyrie Irving. And then immediately the next year was Austin Rivers. So comparing him to other guys that Duke has seen in the one-on-one sphere, um, Zion kind of, took it to the whole nother level on the whole planet. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, no, he, he was definitely a good player. Yeah. And I, and Clippers, I mean, after, if, if you've seen what happened to his, when he eye, was playing for the Clippers, I was with you. I was like, there this you go. Guy is we underrated. This guy he was, so and he was underrated. tough. You saw him get his, his face smashed his dad. And it's like, people were giving him way too much um, crap for that. And it's like, yeah. this guy is, this guy's a baller. Um, he's a, he's a, a good lot of player. Love. He's a lot tougher than people think. Um, he, we've all seen that pic of his eye gushing blood and against the Blazers, Gruesome. like it was, and he was there, and he like that's that's playoff basketball. Like he showed up for the Clippers, and I think that, and he played well. And I mean, I can't imagine uh, 
working a nine to five job for my dad. I can't imagine what playing uh, yeah. a professional basketball would be like, which they've talked about, which I think is pretty illuminating. But no, Austin Rivers is another guy who, who Clippers fans have uh, a lot of love for, despite, you know, some of the some of the memes and jokes. I mean, I could go to Dante Jones from here, who's been on every team. Currently NBA, works for the Clippers. Like. Does, OK, wow. How about that? Yeah, he's currently the uh, he's one of the head film guys and kind of does a lot of player dev. So we're hoping for big things from him this year because Kenny Atkinson left. So now I think Dante Jones might be getting a bigger role in development. OK, good stuff. Uh, Daniel Ewing was a college teammate of J.J. Redick. He played there 05-06 for two full seasons with the Clippers, uh, second round pick that kind of phased out of the league. But back to Elton Brand, Corey Maggette. I mean, it's once we started talking, Charles, it was like I, I wanted to really focus on Kennard and the year ahead, but it's like, man, there really have been a lot of Duke guys make their way out there to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, they really, they got a pipeline going. It must, I mean, this is further proof that they've got the most players in the league every year, them in Kentucky. And so I really shouldn't be that surprised uh, <laughs> right. compared to a lot of colleges, but still it's just like if one team, man, there sure are a lot of Duke and Clipper connections. All right, let's bring this back full circle. Let's kind of talk about the, the year ahead and kind of give me just some overall team um preview what are you expecting as a training camp right on the corner from the Clippers going into this 2021-2022 season well it's kind of an interesting year right I think expectations are still very high amongst the fan base we saw what happened last season they made their first Western Conference Finals it was phenomenal you saw Terrence Mann play in maybe the greatest game at Staples Center for the Clippers ever when he dropped 39 that was wild jazz. um but it's also a year where there's kind of a little bit of wiggle room, right? Like, we're not sure how long Kawhi Leonard is going to be out. Every photograph you've seen of him, there's no brace or anything like that. The reports that he's, quote unquote, moving well, who knows what that means. Um, so there's this idea that even if things aren't going well, right, you're still down uh, the best player in the NBA. So there's, it's <laughs> like, well, that's kind of a big hole to fill. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of room for guys to get some minutes, like kind of some of these periphery guys. Luke Kennard, if you look at his minutes last season, was kind of a periphery guy, and he has to step into a bigger role. I think he's going to be absolutely clutch off the bench for the Clippers. Um, I think the Clippers' seeding is going to be a little higher than some people expect. I think they'll be a top-four seed. I'm not sure they'll be a number-one seed because I think Utah cares about that too much Um compared to the Clippers and with how Ty Lue especially coaches during the regular season. But I think they're going to surprise some people. And if I were a betting man who used to go to Duke, I would be taking a look at Luke Kennard's point totals uh, and maybe taking the over a little bit on those would be my <laughs> advice. Yeah. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> Tell us about this new arena. Oh man, the Intuit Dome, it's, uh, it's going to be great in three years. I never really know how to feel about these things because they're so far away, but uh, <laughs> it looks phenomenal. They made... I think there's five basketball courts there, including a plaza. Like there's a basketball court adjacent to the one. Oh my god! Uh, like there's one like in the arena. I, my co-host William Updike and I talked about how that might pose some problems post game with some rowdy fans. Cause <laughs> if you've had a couple of beers and see a basketball court after a basketball game, you're going to want to play some basketball. Right. <laughs> um, they made a very big deal about the amount of toilets that are going to be at the Intuit dome. There okay. are going to be more bathrooms than any other NBA arena. And I believe the ratio for like toilets to people is like 15 to one or something like that. I don't know why they focus so much on this at the groundbreaking ceremony, but because I have this information in my head, I have to make sure other people do too. Um, like this was a point of emphasis for them at the groundbreaking. 
Absolutely. Wow. It, it 100% was. <laughs> it's very odd. It, that's Steve Ballmer, man. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be, it's going to be beautiful. Um, I'm really excited. The renderings made it, you know, the natural light is going to be gorgeous in there. They also made an emphasis that when you're at the game, you're going to be a participant, you know, like you're there to watch the game and cheer on the clips, which I really like. I think stadiums now kind of add some distractions to the game where it's like, oh, we got uh, Wi-Fi and all these other things and like kind of activities to do as opposed to, you know, maybe getting people to focus on what's happening at the game. So I'm hyped for that. There's a section called The Wall, which will be, it's kind of a college vibe. Um, it's just 51 rows right near, um, behind the basket, near the visitor's um, bench. So I'm hoping we can kind of get some, uh, some Duke-esque crowd uh, ferocity <laughs> in three years at the Intuit Dome. So it, it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm happy that taxpayers didn't have to spend any money on it. Um, which, you know, that's good. Someone worth a hundred billion dollars should probably pay for their own stadium. So that's good. Um, but it's going to be great. And hopefully the Clippers will have a chip and Luke Kennard and all the Duke guys can show off their rings back at, uh, <laughs> at Duke. I love that. Yeah. Cameron indoor stadium makes its way over to Los Angeles and yeah. we've got Cameron crazies. We'll call them Clipper crazies. Kennard uh, crazies. We Kennard can get whole crazies. Yeah. <laughs> Put them on, on top as you're watching basketball. That's awesome. It's Charles Mockler joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils. He is the host of Locked On Clippers. Tell me where I can we can find your work and that sort of thing, man. Oh, you can find uh, the Locked On Clippers podcast on Spotify, uh, Deezer, iTunes, um, anywhere you can get uh, a podcast. We really appreciate any downloads. Google Podcasts. If you talk to Alexa, um, they'll play they'll play Locked On Clippers and uh, Locked On Blue Devils. So give us a review. Let us know what you think. If I got anything wrong about the Duke Blue Devils, I apologize, but let me know <laughs> on the review. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, thank you so much for doing this. This has been a whole lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. And that was Charles Mockler joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils. Thank you again to Charles Mockler from Locked On Clippers for joining us here on today's program. It was fun to talk about all of the former Duke Blue Devils that we can remember over the years playing for the Clippers. We discussed everybody from Elton Brand to Corey Maggette to Daniel Ewing to Dante Jones to J.J. Redick to, of course, this year's Luke Kennard, Justice Winslow, and Harry Giles III. How could I forget about Austin Rivers? I mean, hell, as we discussed with Charles Mockler, it feels like everybody that played for Duke at one point played with the Clippers, as uh, it's a fun thing going there in the NBA. Again, if you haven't, make sure you check out his podcast, Locked on Clippers, for all the great news about the Los Angeles Clippers in the NBA world. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow and subscribe to Locked On Blue Devils for free right now. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson, so follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Make sure you go check out the Locked On ACC podcast. It's a Tuesday. That means I had the pleasure of joining Candace Cooper on that Locked On ACC podcast. Go find it wherever you get your pods. You can also watch it on YouTube to see me and Candace break down everything going on in the Atlantic Coast Conference. want to let you also know about Locked On Bets. It's hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling. All of the best betting action. It's your daily picks, your blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go do. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day. <laughs>